0: Hello and welcome to Like-Minded Friends, the podcast with me, I, Tom Allen.
1: And me, Susie Ruffle.
0: And this week we have a guest.
1: We do, it's very exciting, isn't it? We like having a guest. We do like having a
0: like-minded friend to join our Like-Minded Friends podcast.
1: We do. Uh, And this week we are joined by the brilliant DJ extraordinaire and friend of mine and all-around good girl... Joe, good.
0: Hooray. Welcome, Joe. Thanks so much for coming in. Nothing sad. Oh, wait, make it three. Oh, like the end of a very. Very long race. It sounds like with just maybe a couple of people left at the finish line. To oh, like when
1: people do the marathon and they're like dressed mm. as like a submarine. Yes, exactly and like, like you that. Me seven days and you're like just, well, yeah. just, just run.
0: Well, a couple of people clapping. Anyway, uh, sure. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here, like actual friend actual in friends. my human life, yes. Susie Ruffle, and indeed Tom and I have well, touched in the past. Well, yes, yeah,
0: connected, connected, connected. Sounds. Usually, through me. Through you, I was going to say your birthday and things, I think, Susie.
1: Guys, I have birthdays. Well, you know.
0: Um, Now, Joe, of course, you work in radio. We do. And uh, you play a lot of music. Mm hmm. And we thought we'd talk this week about um, music, about um, queer queer music. We sort of go to.
1: Queer music. Or, yeah, maybe music with an LGBT slant.
0: A slant, slope. A slope, a Um, melge. And of course we are also talking in the um, mourning period that the world has entered into following the death of David Bowie. Indeed. Were you a Bowie fan, Joe?
2: I think anybody who is a fan of music is a fan of David Bowie.
0: Oh, a good claim.
2: Whether you realise it or not, which you may not. Go on. Well, you see, the thing is, and the reason for this incredible outpouring of grief, and a lot of people feel... Sort of out of control with the sadness inside of them, which is surprising them, you know, in its magnitude and its yes, ferocity. Absolutely. Because he touched all of the parts of modern music. So, mm-hmm. you know, every genre has something in its lineage that, that connects to David Bowie. Oh, really? So, in my particular case, for example. For example. Um, I didn't grow up listening to Bury. There wasn't anyone in my house who was, mm. who was giving me Bowie records. But
0: yes. And that's such a big part of it as well, isn't it? Like someone give It's such a, Passing using down. Such a giving thing, yeah. isn't it?
2: And I've noticed something about that this week, which I'll come back to you actually. It's oh, really interesting. Oh, yeah. um, but for me, he came into my orbit mm-hmm. when I got into electronic music mm-hmm. uh, and started clubbing.
0: Right. Which was
2: my personal epiphany, musically speaking. That's the music that moved me, that changed my perspective on life when I was 16, 17 years old. So, you know, I got into clubbing in a huge, huge way. Mm -hmm. And queer clubbing also, obviously. Um, In Manchester. Hooray. The Paradise Factory. Respect.
0: (laughs) Don't even know where that is.
2: Well, it's in... Is it gone now? Well, it is gone, but it is the building... It was in the building of the original Factory Records. Factory
0: oh. Ah.
2: Which <laughs> the building still stands and it is still a club, but it's not a queer club anymore.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. It's okay. For everybody. It's for, for ev- everybody. Everybody can go. Just anybody. Absolutely. Any old
1: clubbing in Manchester is very uh, queer friendly regardless of where you're at.
0: I would agree. I yes. mean, I've always enjoyed a night out in Manchester personally i'm a big fan of manchester guys we're saying guys.
1: we're going to say we're going to make it on the record manchester it's a good
2: place
0: it's manchester is a good place Thank
2: i God. consider myself extremely lucky to have landed in manchester which i did quite by accident because i followed my first radio job to that city oh. when i was 17 before i had come out
0: right and, oh, and
2: it's such a it's such a queer city it's an extraordinary city in which to discover yourself Yeah, Mm. and especially back then, this is the late 90s, Mm. so this was um, Canal Street at at its real apex, you know? Yeah, Yeah,
0: queer as folk. We're doing it, we're really doing it. Yeah, (laughs) festooned lighting everywhere. It's very different
2: these days, but back then, and it doesn't need to be what it was back then, it doesn't need to be a ghetto anymore. That's often the discussion, isn't it? Yes, anywhere all of the time, especially in a place like Manchester, and that's wonderful. Yeah, but Mm. then. Coming in from the country, as I was, like many, many, many other boys and girls. Yeah. To land in the middle of that scene gave me the confidence
1: and the freedom of expression to be whatever. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that a lot of, like, queer people or any anyone really is is taking from um that's coming up now in sort of Bowie's death is that that thing of people being able to be anyone and be able to be an outsider. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing that seems to keep coming back about, you know, yeah. a lot of my friends that are queer or and many of them that aren't, you know, we're sort of tweeting you or have other friends. Only you and Joe. That's it.
0: But, I mean, you have you have non-queer
1: friends? I've got a couple of straight friends. I mean, I don't Susie, mind it. Susie, be careful I just don't like with it.
0: those sorts. I don't like you hanging with those sorts.
1: I, I just don't mind if they're do in front of me. I mean, like, just don't <laughs> rub it in my face. You can do what you want behind closed doors, but don't Yeah. anywhere near me. But um, they, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, like, Bowie and that sort of genre of music and how outlandish sort of his costumes were. And I guess it sort of comes from the whole sort of glam rock thing. Yeah. Different to Joe. Bowie was sort of passed down to me from my mum because she was really oh, into T-Rex and glam rock and all oh. of that stuff. This is the thing I was going to just reel back to. Oh, what you I've discovered to. this
2: week, and it's wonderful to think of your mum being one of these ladies, is that um, one of the many things about Bowie was that he was very much... Uh, an artist that women related to at a time, you know, when, when it was very macho to be a rock star and all of that stuff, his otherness and his femininity and indeed his queer leanings and whatnot as time went on made... Um, him so accessible to women across
1: the board. Yeah, that's very, very ordinary true.
2: women who who didn't see themselves or conceive themselves as being um, in any way unusual, in any way interesting. They connected to him just as the obvious freaks and weirdos and all the wonderful degenerates did too. Yeah, a lot of people I've spoken to this week came to Bowie through their older sisters. Oh, or their mums yeah. or, or the women essentially in their house and obviously he's idolised by men too quite rightly yeah. for a hundred different reasons yeah of course but he he does seem to have this particularly feminine pull which I think is wonderful oh that's very
0: interesting would that be similar to someone like um, Boy George as well Yeah, who I always think has that sort of and as well and I'm not just saying this because they're both from South London. Actually, David Bowie's from Bromley, where I'm from. I mean, I'm not saying we're the same person, but the for someone the, will, someone I'm sure will the uh, that that sense of coming from quite boring places as well. And, yeah. the, and bizarrely, though, like maybe like you're saying, Joe, is that often people who would be considered quite ordinary, quite normal people had like really related to um, Bowie, uh, and I, you know, latterly people like boy George or who, who you know lots of other people who are outlandish in their performance style um, that they are that there is that sort of hunger for it I think deep down in our soul to have somebody
2: his otherness spoke to everybody at some point in some way mm. Like, mm. some one of his incarnations you know connected to to everybody I know yeah
0: okay you know?
2: yeah and you know and it, and it and it just rolls on the the I think maybe the reason that this loss feels so great is that even if we weren't all sitting at home listening to Bowie records, because there were sort of large periods of time in his career which was quite fallow,
1: you know, he wasn't sort of at the forefront of things.
2: But we always knew he was there. Mm. And we always knew what he'd done in Berlin with Iggy and with Ziggy and um, on all sides of the queer spectrum and in his performance and in his uh, attitude and and in his sort of, um, just his gentlemanliness.
0: Yes, you it seems know? like that's and what's really come across is that sort sincerity. of kindliness. Oh, and I was reading was an interview where he was saying how much he was just full of love. Sorry, Susie. No, no, no right? sorry.
1: I was about to just agree with you. Oh. Oh, um the, the lead singer of Placebo, whose name has escaped me. Brian Mulker, Mark Brian,
2: who I've spoken to, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, well, Brian. he... Wrote, you know Brian. Brian. People Brian. like Brian would have really, really, really suffered until someone like David Bowie came into their And he said
1: that he, Placebo, life. met Bowie when they were doing a festival together wow. quite early in their career. Oh. And Bowie sort of watched their set and was really supportive. And so... Oh, wow. And that's the thing that keeps coming out now. Like, there was a great interview that people have been posting on Facebook that's gone a bit viral again, uh, where Bowie is talking to, like, an exec at MTV, saying, why aren't you playing more music by, by Black minorities, by, by black, black acts? Just, yep, or, yep, yeah, And, you know, it just seems... And I think yeah. that's the thing as well. Like, for the, you know, for the gay community as well... It's um, so he came out as, as he came out as gay, and then he came out as bisexual, and then he came out as heterosexual, <laughs> uh, which is sort of a, 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 a I mean, for me it's the opposite oh, way that yeah. um, that he went. Go but, round the roundabout, David. Yeah, you know.
0: S- b- see what see what turning you like.
1: But he he came out in seventy two, which yeah, was the same year yeah. as the first ever gay pride march, and that's before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was before Freddie Mercury came out. That's before Elton John was yeah, out. That's before yeah. Boy George was out. Yeah, you know, and that's and he was, you and know, they were, like, at, they
0: were like what a decade later. Maybe yeah, longer, like yeah. the
1: eighties. Yeah, exactly. The and the so, I, you know, I, for it, to, like, I'm, like, I can't even like, God, it was hard enough, like realizing that I was gay in Portsmouth, in sort of the early two thousands. But, like, imagine being gay in the early 70s and then having someone on TV being like, yeah, I'm like you. It's, like, the first time. And I'm successful. Yeah, exactly. I'm
2: innovative and I'm interested and interesting. Yes. And people want me and they love me and they care for me and I've got this huge, you know, this huge success. And then he would always turn it around and say, and you be this too, whatever it is you Mm. want to be. Because remember... <clears throat> Excuse me. But we tried on lots of different things. Mm-hmm. All the time in the process yes, of finding seen. the ones yeah. that landed. So of yeah. the incarnations that we know well, for example, Ziggy. Yeah. You know, for every one of those, there's a few other things that he tried like early on. the laughing on gnome. That just, well, a lot of people love the laughing <laughs> gnome. <laughs> yep, but, um, but there are there are a handful at least of other things that he did try before that didn't work out quite so well. Because he's an artist in the true sense of an artist. Yes. So whatever your medium is, if you're an artist, you are like you guys are with what you do. You are compelled to create, to write to share perform to put your stuff out there he had to just keep putting it out and it's that wonderful message of otherness whereby somebody is standing up there saying look at all the things that you can do just do them yeah mm. and, and actually, it's very and
0: i find like looking around it's rarer and rarer at i mean i know it goes through waves perhaps or it depends on who your role models are but it does feel like now it feels very diff- there's not that many people going be whatever you want it's mm. okay but um, do you think
1: that's because of stuff like the x factor no, well, maybe of, I mean, like I mean sort often
0: of a, we live in an age I suppose with the internet as well when people are like I hope you like this we live in an age where we're yeah. conditioned to go I hope you like this but I it's don't know. difficult
2: isn't it because taking this from our queer perspective we also live in an age whereby pop stars and supermodels can just be out from the very beginning yeah. and actors can talk yeah. about their boyfriends and girlfriends yeah. and, and you know and the world has moved mm. on. Mm. Considerable so, so for all that, for all that, um, and I agree, pop music seems rather homogenized and whatnot these days. There are things on the other side of the spectrum socially that are yes, that are pulled forward, of course. Yeah, and yes, where do we get the next David Bowie from? Who knows? Do we, you know, do we, we've got him, you know, Mm. do we need another him? No, so where do we go now? What's the next thing, you know, how do people push? boundaries now yes. you know what are the next things to deal with is it gender inequality is it you know look at this incredible conversation over the trans issues now yeah you yes. know, yes. Just, you yes. know Which, yeah we're pushing forward all the time yeah mm. it's just you know it's interesting that you know people always go sort of look backwards and when are we going to get another freddie mercury when are we going to get mm, now another true, yeah. and probably Berry. never never because it's going to be something different because it needs to be
1: something different but they're the still with us on. and they yeah. will
2: remain with us Yeah. You know, always. So I don't know is the answer to, you know, where's the next extraordinary, you know, person. Well, he's, you know, David Bowden arguably wasn't from here in the first place.
0: Oh, how true, how true. Just a visiting star man. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: did you, um, was music quite uh, important to you when you were, so you sort of briefly discussed sort of like you moving to Manchester and Mm. getting, coming out and being on that scene. Was music something that was very important to you in finding yourself... In as sort of a woman who identified as queer, and you know, don't know, yeah, how, how did that in a word? Yes, music was absolutely formative to me, regards
2: sort of music against my sexuality, and in particular clubbing, mm. you know, it wasn't always actually. I mean, that's a bit of an overgeneralization, but often, you know, you still had to make a decision. If you were really into your music, as I was in really into electronic music and clubbing and whatnot, I sometimes had to make a decision. Am I going to go gay clubbing today? Yeah. Or am I going to go where the music is,
0: uh-huh. yeah, you right. know,
2: that the music. best in the world? Yes. As Susie Ruffell calls it.
1: They Jay. call it Techno.
2: You have I want to go music. out with Jo. Do
1: you mean I don't mind some of it, but she does love that boom boom music. <laughs> I, do. God, I don't mind love some of that. it, but I don't mind know, some of it. On. Do you know what I mean? The, I mean all I'm I saying is, I love to have a chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it nice of a chorus where we can all join <laughs> uh, in? You can't join in with the boom sing boom along. music.
2: Great. Gay clubbing has also historically had really good music policies and really good yeah. DJs and It's always been really forward-thinking all the way from Paradise Garage in New York. right? And, you know, at that time mm-hmm. in Manchester, it was right, at the, you know, house music was having a really great time. It was a really big resurgence. It was after Acid House and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, wonderfully. Had I landed in... Hull, Hull. although there was a decent club in Hull. Uh, A bad example. You know, just a little town in the middle of nowhere. sleepy village. Yeah, well, just a lesser city, really, than Manchester because the queer culture in Manchester is so vibrant and so strong and so out and so unashamed. You know, there's all kinds of freaks and weirdos in Manchester. There's everything from football boys to... The, you know the the Asian kids who pimp their cars to the t- to the two tone stack heels, you know office towny girls. there's everything in Everyone's Manchester, yeah. Yeah. but you know what? it's never been very cool to queer
1: bash in Manchester,
2: right because uh-huh. the gays have always been everywhere
1: uh, and we've, we've spoken about that. this before on the podcast about um not feeling like we fit into sort of Soho gay or the fact yeah. that Soho can feel very intimidating is, I, mean, let's oh, I still feel I,
0: that I mean, now oh really yeah. Yeah, you help. see that's so funny you say that because I was. I've almost felt there's a shame surrounding that like I was saying about um, on previous episodes about community and actually Soho sort of says oh, we're the centre of the gay community it's not it's just like a series of bars which are less and less queer centric anyway um, and, and are I, often
1: I, full of girls on their hendies
2: well this is really difficult because um, I think we're in this sort of real sort of stage of flux regards sort of queer communities in general because sure, and Manchester's yeah. a really excellent example of this because when I first got there Canal Street was an absolute hub and it was it was where where yeah. any gay boy or girl or trans or anyone who was an other yeah um, could go be safe have a great time you know yeah. just all positivity all you know yes fun. all positivity yeah which is you could be so whatever you up, wanted right. to I be think, yeah but the what happened is because the gay village was all welcoming, we welcomed everybody. Now sure. over a period over a period of time, that meant that you know, more straight people started to come down to the gay village and, yes, you know, parties of people because they were always made welcome mm. and because they always had a good time. The girls didn't get bothered. You know, yeah. there wasn't really much fighting or any yeah. of that silly behaviour because yeah. those idiot boys stayed away because they couldn't be seen down Canal Street. That wasn't, that wasn't okay. Yeah. But then over time, what happened is it became more and more diluted and that sort of queer-centric culture then was eventually lost but it was lost of course because society was Begin, moving forward yeah. and we could go out in more places and be ourselves than we could before for example now in manchester you have the northern quarter
0: yeah which is the other mm-hmm. side of
2: the city center and you can be whatever you want to be in there as well yeah. so that get so you know the that's i don't like to use the word ghetto but it's sort of the most encompassing phrase for it we used to need ghettos places where yes, we could we go and be safe and go we out and kiss on the street and I don't think people do want them so much and Yes, I mean, I suppose
0: it's that sort of belonging thing, which I suppose, you know, it, it feels so powerful, doesn't it, when it, it's, you feel like you belong to something that isn't, isn't something that you've grown up with, you know, potentially in your family. It's something that you connect to through well, um, music or through yeah.
1: A, yeah, and we've mentioned before. So that moment when the first time that you sort of go into a gay club <gasps> and you go, oh my oh, god, what a feeling!
2: It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember so, that. So oh, exciting gosh.
0: and so thrilling. Yeah. And yeah. So, so, so naughty. So naughty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. but I suppose it's that thing. Oh my god! I hope like, my mom
1: doesn't oh, find oh, out. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> 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 but it's um. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Do we? Do we whether we need it or not, I suppose. But I I, I don't know, but I think there is think a sense I think we do. I think we do. I think I, mean, I think gay yeah. clubs
2: will always maintain, gay nights will always maintain and so they should, and yeah. safe spaces for um, trans people who are just starting to experiment yes. and come out where they can go and be who they want to be. I it, yes, it's um, about and you know, so and places where yeah. bisexuals can you know, if anybody who's asking a question about themselves can go into that sort of more concentrated, I suppose, environment yeah. and be completely safe. I have to say from my point of view. At this stage, but I would say that because I spent loads and loads of totally fun years razzing around the scene in (laughs) Manchester and then having all the fun in the world. But these days, I like that I can openly kiss my wife um, whilst listening to some of the best techno in the world in a club full of all sorts of people who don't bat an eyelid
1: exactly and i think that's the thing i think we are moving towards that but then i think on the flip side occasionally like tony and i my partner and i have been out and um we are both girly ish you know and we've (laughs) sort of well no she's very girly i'm quite girly and we've kissed and all of a sudden it's been a situation where like we can't get rid of a guy Oh yes. Which is just this you know yeah. and, and you know, I don't know whether How know, do you handle it? I don't know. I know that Joe Joe and I, we've spoken Hang about it. When before. you say you can't
0: get rid of the guy, do you mean me?
1: Yeah, you. Like <laughs> you need to stop <laughs> hanging out with me in tones. No, you say. I don't have any other friends. Often. No, um no, but th- that sort of thing of men sort of going, Oh, this is um this is a conquest. But then I think that all comes oh, back to the fact that's that, not me. No, that's not you, Tom. Uh, I I think that all comes back to the fact that um as, unfortunately, as gay women, our sexual identity is often still owned by sort of the patriarchy because lesbian sex is considered a kink to men. Mm. Mm. So it means that we sort of don't have ownership over something that is our own. And hopefully, I think that as time is moving on and sort of as we're sort of, you know, I sort of know from, you know, doing stand-up at like, you know, universities or at gigs or even I've done shows in schools recently where young guys don't care yeah, and, and, and young straight girls don't care either and straight boys don't care and so I think hopefully in time you know what you're saying about being in a techno club and kissing and no one caring I think that does happen but I do think there are you know go, if I go home to Portsmouth
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can't go into Tiger Tiger I mean, yes. why would I want to? Well, but I, mean, I can't that's go into time now, right? Absolutely, but just I the, think... Just
0: for the food, right? The oh, the great oh, food. The bath snacks.
1: Mm, God, guys, you can get six shots for 95p. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's it's really a no bargain. better value.
2: There's a thing in how you handle these situations, mm. and it doesn't always work, believe me, but it's something that I learnt when I worked for MTV. Mm-hmm. As Clang. Mm-hmm. Clang. Hang Aww. on, I'll just pick that up. Clang right? as well. Anchoring the dance floor chart, which involved...
0: Hmm? is that what the show you did did you anchor the
2: yes well it was, so historically it was called The Dancehall Chart by the time I was doing it so um, Russell Brand used to do it do you remember June Sarpong yeah yes.
0: yes. oh, yes. lots June of cool Sarpong. people
2: by the time it came around and I managed to do it for a while which was amazing um, it was called The Galaxy Chart, a little bit different, but the the vibe was the same. We went out and we shot in clubs and at festivals. Hi, uh, this is Joe Good. Yeah. Did you do that? And basically ran down, so it was a video, it was a video rundown, but we had yeah. to record the links in between the videos in situ. And very, very often that meant recording in a bar, in a club, in somewhere where people were yeah. hammered, yeah. Right. having a really good time, uh, yeah. you know, on drugs, whatever. And it, similarly, you have a situation where there is an event taking place not entirely different to, for example, gay people kissing that people aren't used to seeing, oh, you know, yeah. and there's a bright light and they're like, yeah, what's this?" Yes. And they are smashed. Yeah. And they just can't help but come to mm-hmm. you. And they, you know, they just sort of want to be involved. They, they see the thing as it's, it's, it's extraordinary. It's out of yes. their usual. Yes. Yes. It's, and, it's, yes. and it's similar to, you know, when you get that kind of attention when you're out, especially if you don't, as gay women, you don't look like you're supposed to. You look like... sure you yeah, know yeah, the yeah. people they fancy yeah. in yeah, yeah, GQ yeah. magazine or whatever it is yeah. and i've i kind of learned to deal with it by being with these boys because they don't very very rarely does a straight man mean to be an absolute asshole no absolutely most of the time they're just maybe a bit full of bravado or uh, booze yeah. or they're off their head yeah. or they're just overexcited. They're overstimulated, literally overstimulated. Yeah. They've never seen it before. And directness with kindness
0: uh-huh. is the, is is oh, the way it's to deal with, them. with it. Yeah. So what
2: would you say? So you're nice to them. You smile. You don't turn around and get aggressive because, of course, men respond to that, yeah, to, the, to any show of aggression yes. with aggression in return. yes. But at the same time, you have to be very direct and be like, hey, how are you doing? I don't do that. <laughs> very nice to meet you. What's your name? Shake his hand, whatever. Um, um, have an amazing good. night, very Ben. Um, yeah. But we're dancing
0: here. Is that cool?
2: <laughs> and just... Gently that's very, move very positive away, way of dealing with it. but was, all smiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Because anytime, time right. you know, anytime time I tried to deal with them in any other way, when the cameras were all around us, that's when they're like, oh, no, we're just trying to say hello. Oh. No need yeah. to be rude. Yeah. And then they want to fuck up your shot, so they're jumping in your uh, camera uh, angle and yeah. everything else. Yeah. Whereas if you've you know, you touch them on the arm, be like, hey, it's really nice yeah. to meet you. Eye contact. You know, yeah. you yeah, seem yeah, like a cool yeah. dude. But can you just fuck off? Yeah, while yeah. I'm trying yeah. to get off <laughs> with that's my girlfriend. That's most
0: missing in a lot of. A lot of experiences it's of going out. It's not us versus them, like, you know. It yeah, shouldn't absolutely be. Absolutely yeah. no. But I feel like agree. it's that kindness generally that yeah. I feel is yes. often missing. That kind of openness completely to go. Agree. I like. I understand you as a person. I understand what you're doing or what's happening here, and I. I don't. I can forgive it. Where yeah. sometimes I think, I, I'm trying to think of an example of like, maybe it's just a perceived aggression. I always feel like in. A, a queer club, or you know, yeah. even you know, or in so or like Soho You don't or, fit in with us. You don't fit in with us. Is that sort of like it's very uh, territorial? Cliques, within cliques, yeah. Yes, well, we've it's very frightening. On the show
1: about sort of, I feel quite intimidated in with East London lesbians. Sure, I'm just not well, that they cool. They're terribly cliquey. That's yeah, why. and I'm just not that cool. I don't yeah. fit into that gang, and I'm not.
0: And neither do I.
1: No, and, and and I've been in situations where I've been like, "Hey, you are having a nice night?" And they're like, "Why are you Who hitting are you? on me?" And I'm like. I'm in a very happy relationship. Yes. We're just standing next to that's each other at the bar, it. and we've both been here for ten minutes. Let's make this experience more pleasant by just. Oh, uh, you want to go to Manchester, love? You, yeah,
0: like yeah. That's, I think that's why thing. I always like Manchester because people are a bit more like, "Hello, yeah. nice to meet you. How are you?" Whereas in in London, I've found, and I'm generalising, but I can only speak from my own experience, of course.
1: Uh, that um, but and shares. They're the only two experiences, oh, two you can experiences speak from. I can. I was just share.
2: about to tell Tom about meeting Cher, but it's just going to take us well over the end what? of the podcast. No, no hang on, so no, 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 time, no. Sorry, no, I just said. You say can't that. say something like that. I'm going to not... say one sentence, and then we've got to move on okay, for go. time. Okay. She was genuinely wearing an all-in-one bronze jumpsuit with um, emphasised shoulders, <gasps> and she was fantastic. What and professional. Yeah. And a delight, and that's it. One sentence. That's oh
1: God!
0: Oh, I just want Jeez. that sentence to have more commas in it.
2: <laughs>
0: wow, Joe, the people you've met. Who's is that? The most exciting person you've met?
2: one of them that was great yeah Share. of course
0: it's a really trashy question is that who's the best famous person you've met Giles?
2: Elton John was wonderful <gasps> oh. see
0: Elton John was who I grew up loving backstage that was my... at
2: Live 8 I met him oh stage. and what was that nice. like he was really nice oh. you know the coolest yeah. thing about and he was you know he'd just been performing he was, he was kind of sweaty he was like a, and he travels it's always stayed in my mind he travels with I don't know really what you'd call them but it's probably a priceless piece of antique furniture <laughs> it's, a, it's a large oh, wow. chest sort of a tall boy full of maybe 30 at least drawers of all and it's you know it's real wood it's delicate and then all the drawers are all of different sizes and oh. inside so this thing travels with Elton John Where as far as goes. I know wherever he goes in the world it travels ahead of him and it's, it's got this, uh, its own special flight case oh. so on the outside it just looks like a huge great big silver flight case and then you open the front of it and inside is this beautiful piece oh
1: of, like God. I say, probably
2: priceless furniture. Yeah. And inside all of the drawers are Wicks. all of the things and the knickknacks <laughs> and the glasses uh, and the whatever wow. else that Elton John, I presume, might ever need at any moment before going on or just off stage. Wow! I, those are the two things I remember and he was extremely courteous. That beloved. is, that's so yes, nice to hear yes. as well
0: because he was my, I remember listening to Elton John as Huge a teenager. Huge like yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Beautiful. <laughs> and I remember going, oh, I just had this fascination with him. It was before I kind of understood my own sexuality.
1: It was just, a, just a, like, like... a likeness. Yes.
0: Did you who was yours, Susie?
1: Oh, I mean it sounds really. No. My first one yep. is it's 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 A obvious and B a bit oh god. But um probably the Spice Girls. Yeah, that's a good one. get okay. Mel C. And Mel C, yeah. Who? Oh, Mel C. Who I once saw walking down the road. Well, she walked past me once in Camden. and, and oh. by once I mean like a year ago. Yeah. And I still care. Turns out, yeah. I still had this sort of like tug inside me that was like, I know that she's not gay, but I really thought that she was, and I really thought that, and I was just like, "Oh God!" You're- and of course, yeah. you
2: missed you missed what was really going on in there because Mel B actually had a girlfriend for quite a oh, long really?
1: time. Oh really? Oh my god! Oh. Oh. Susie. Well, I missed it,
2: didn't I? I that's the thing, is just... No, I think maybe she said it. She did. I can't remember.
0: Well,
1: top, males, girls, if top you're listening, you're write welcome in. on the show. You're <laughs> welcome, on the right? Show. Yeah, come on the show, right and in. you can right you
0: can counter argument that. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, I do think that there's that there's that pull of sort of something like music, which I always think is so is such a guttural response we have to it. It's not you know you can't always process it in an intelligent. It's tribal. Way. It, to, yeah. Dance, yeah. to dance to dance is good... tribal.
2: So when you're coming out. You're finding your tribe anyway. So, you know, the the marriage of the two things very often is is really, you know, it's it's strong when it comes together. And of course, not all gays are into disco. No, no. Most of us quite like it. You know, yeah, in Manchester yeah. for example, there was a club called Poptastic which played mm. like mm. Indian rock in one room and you yeah. know pop in, the other, yeah. pop in the other room, you know. So I I love, you know, clubbing, that that community spirit, that coming together. I was very much looking for a place to belong at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In every regard. Yeah. You sure. know, in term you know, personally in terms of, you know, how I'd grown up and families and blah, 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 blah. And then sort of coming out on top of it all, you know, the the atmosphere of a queer club. Still yes. to this day, a really good one. Something like horseme disco when they've got, when uh-huh. they're doing one of the um, the the mass balls or the uh, you know, yeah. the, the praise you know sink the pink you Has sink the pink yes with that performance ducky, element ducky yeah. yes ducky yeah. is a that's the example ducky, um, that's a such a special so, moment yeah that's a moment there, of absolute still... belonging yeah yes, and even yes. if you were stood next to a like achingly cool East London lesbian. Probably in that moment they'd she be might feeling even smile. They'd be feeling yeah, warm towards I you. I think you're right. Yeah. Even if you know, even if you haven't had an awkward yeah. chat at the bar because, you know, I love being gay. It's really, yeah. really yes. I like yeah. being different. Yeah, I like yeah. being another. I love David Bowie. For helping us to understand that otherness is ultimately the best bit, yeah. Yeah. the best yeah. thing okay. to be. You don't yeah. know it at school, it feels you don't know it, shit. At school and it takes yeah. a long time to learn. I All think the, the way the through school, yeah. it's shit, 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 shit. And it ends up being the thing that makes you fly. Yeah. So to yeah. have icons to, to look at, to yeah. keep you know, mm. to keep your reference point, you know, like a compass, you know, yeah. that's my horizon, that's where I'm
0: headed. Yes, yes. Absolutely. That's oh, invaluable.
1: I think that's a perfect way to end the show. Oh, what a lovely
0: way to end the show. Joe, jo, thanks you so much for joining guest. us. Thank really uh, appreciate uh, it. It's um,
1: nice to be on this side of things. It's yeah, great. to be interviewed. <laughs> back in <and> chat. <laughs> Anytime. You're always, You're always welcome. welcome. To chat do with come us, again. Please. Friend. Um Tom, the end of the show.
0: Susie, the end of the show. Well, that was uh, a lovely show to do. Um, we hope you listeners enjoyed it. And we hope you'll join us again next week. for um, more like minded friends. For more like minded friends. Thank you,
1: and goodbye.